0: Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, LeMond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, LeMond Williams.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, LeMond Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. And tonight on February, to September, excuse me, Wednesday, September the 26th, I don't know why I got February from, but anyway, uh, excited to be back for another week of a great show tonight, joining me again, my favorite guest, my home boy, Jermaine Henderson, uh, former football player Sam Houston State and entrepreneur here in Houston. Jermaine, welcome back to the show Outside the Huddle. Hey, appreciate it, Lamont, thanks for having me, boss, appreciate it. Thanks for being, yeah, thanks for being here. And before we get into anything and talk about our and kind of go through the show here, I'm gonna- congratulations to the Houston Astros. They won their 100 games this season, as well as Clinton, the AL West. If you don't know, you know by now, the Houston Tex—excuse oh, me, the Houston Astros are the MB, uh, MBE or M- Major League Baseball World Series champions from last year. and They're also a hot star. may one of the best teams on the road this season in the ML- MLB. I want to keep saying the MLS, but the MLB Major League Baseball, that the Astros are all to uh, October. October's next month. And, you know, in baseball, may, October is the month of playoffs with the Major League Baseball. So I just want to congratulate the Houston Astros, again, for winning their 100th game and winning the AL, AL
2: West. Yes, sir, man. It's an exciting time, you know, for, for Houston, you know, as well. I mean, you know, the Astros, as you said, you know they're coming off the uh, you know the championship, so we're, we're, we're making another championship run. You know as we speak, Pennant Chase. So I'm excited. I know the, the people of Houston are excited. We're behind the team, and we're looking for big things this upcoming playoff.
1: Yeah, speaking of a team that is real hot right now, the Houston Astros, won in their hundredth game and the AL West. In baseball, we transition over and segue over to football, the NFL, and the worst team right now in Houston. That's the Houston. Texans at 0 3. The Texans lost this past weekend their third straight game, actually their ninth straight game. If you date back to last season, they're 0 3, 0 9 the last two seasons. Uh, right now, man, the Texans are looking pretty bad. A lot of the fans and uh, talk radio is buzzing right now throughout the city. Uh, I actually had the Texans beating the Giants last week from my prediction on my radio show, and they actually dropped the ball and they lost 27 to 22 at home. Uh, before I give you my opinions on the game, give me your thoughts on the Texans versus the Giants as the Texans lose their home opener last Sunday.
2: Oh man, I'm st- I'm still recovering. You just open up a, a a wound, man. Yikes. 0 and three. Who would
1: have
2: d <laughs> D. Wiz, bro. Like I mean, I'm lost for words. I mean, I, I you know the first couple weeks, the little rust with shun, Some of the play calling, you know, whatever defense trying to. You well, know, we got some new pieces in place. But, man, yeah, we got to go back to the drawing board and O'Brien's oh, going to get this thing fixed right away. I mean, because, you know, there's, there's some grumbling going on right now. I mean, I, we were in every game that we've had this year. So we need to tweak some stuff. I mean, we're still not out of it. I'm a, a, a big believer in, you know, winning the conference. So we can come back and win the conference right now. The Titans are, them won the conference, you know, followed up by Jacksonville. So we just got to go undefeated in conference and get this thing turned around ASAP.
1: Yeah, and one thing you mentioned about turning around, is it has to be on their offense. Offensively, they're struggling. I mean, for them to take take four quarters for them to score the first touchdown is in the fourth quarter, only relying on the field goals. I mean, this is not soccer. I mean, the Texans have to put one in the red zone. They have to execute a score in the red zone and score touchdowns. Uh, you mentioned Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. He had over... 385, well, he had 385 passing yards, two touchdowns, and one major interception. But if you're looking at the game throughout the games, man, you watch the game as well as that. I mean, Deshaun doesn't look like himself to me in my opinion. He doesn't look like the same uh, dual threat quarterback. He's one-dimensional. Uh, he's second-guessing himself. He actually left the team. He led the team in rushing with 36 yards, which is unbelievable. Uh Last week on the show, Jermaine, I talked about how the Texans need to implement their running game and bring in a slimmer, faster Lamar Miller at home to bring a balance to their offense to be effective against the Giants. They definitely didn't do that. Uh, Lamar Miller only had 10 carries for 10 yards. Alpha Blue had four carries for 13 yards. So, uh, again, offensively they cannot continue to get off to a slow start, uh, not putting up any touchdowns. and Deshaun, man, to me, I, I just feel like, you know, Coach Bill O'Brien got the ball and chain on him, and he's not being athletic as we saw and hoped that he was going to be coming out of Clemson uh National champion, uh, Champions a couple of years ago. And kind of just going through it again with the Texans. They struggled in the first half. Uh, the Giants had a better game plan, making the Texans one-dimensional. You got to give credit to Eli Manning in that offense of, of – uh the New York fighting Giants football Giants on the road here in Houston uh, Shaquan Barkley I was impressed with his stop and go ability from running the football throughout the game uh, explosive runs especially in the red zone he finished up with 82 rushing yards one touchdown his longest run was 24 yards so Shaquan Barkley was very impressive to me. I really wanted to see how the rookie was gonna do on the road in a hostile environment. You knew the Texans were gonna come out fire up in front of their home crowd. And Shaquan Barkley did it straight. Uh, he didn't they didn't ask a lot of him, but when they did give him the football, he was very effective right in between the tackles and that stop and go ability was unbelievable. I Haven't seen that a lot in a lot of in a lot of the rookies coming out of college football into the NFL and I'm quite honest the last person I have seen do that type of movement was Barry Sanders, and not comparing Shaquan Barkley uh, to to, uh, to Barry Sanders, but what I'm seeing is some of that skill set I saw the saw covering the Texans game on this past Sunday indicates hey, to me well, that his, he's going I to be here for a long time, over here, buddy. Oh, no problem, Jimmy. I'm glad to have you back, man. Huh? Uh, just kind of going through with the, with the listeners here, just talking about Shaquan Barkley and his ability to stop and go on a dime and. Be effective between tackles, especially in the red zone, finishing over 82 rushing yards and one touchdown. Uh, but before you talk about Shaquan Barkley and his skill set, just kind of recap what you think about Deshaun Watson and throwing for 385 yards and one touchdown and two touchdowns with that one major interception.
2: I got one word. I mean, film.
1: I mean, the rest of the league now yeah. has film on
2: him. I mean, although it was a short season, but they know his tendencies now. I mean, they've broken that film down so. He can't get out of the pocket like he used to. I mean, the way the teams are playing him now, they're forcing him, you know, to step up in the pocket and corralling him. And, you know, with his elusive, him, he is going to have a chance to escape. But he has to step back, step, I mean, drop back in that pocket, go through his reads, and get it in the hands of those playmakers. I mean, he's having, you know, good games as far as passing. But, you know, I, like you said, he's second-guessing himself. And I, and I think that's rust. And also, too, has a lot to do with the defenses as well.
1: Yeah, and also... To me, I just think that uh, the offense really doesn't cater a lot to his skills. Uh, I want to see him more in the shotgun position so he can survey and process the plays and his progressions prior to the pre, pre-snap, uh, him getting the ball from the center. Him being under the center makes it very hard for him. I mean, you got to think about it, too. Uh, a lot of people don't realize this, and to me, I think it's a little bit uh, a factor in his his ability to be – uh, a quarterback this season is that he's still work, working through his rookie year, even though he only played a handful of games last year and he got injured. Right? Technically, if you add in the few games that he had this year, the three and the ones that he played last year, doesn't add up to 16-game season. He really hasn't played a full season, not making excuses for him because he's a professional. But at the same time, he's a young man that has to go through the ups and downs and the growing pains of that quarterback position. And everyone gave, gave him the keys to the Cadillac, the Texans Cadillac right now. And he's struggling. I mean, and, and it shows he's forcing the ball into DeAndre Hopkins uh, at times where he shouldn't have to. And he has another good receiver on the other side, and Will Fuller, that's stepping up big and making big plays, in my opinion. Yeah, Will Fuller finished up five receptions, 101 yards, one touchdown. Um, he's been the go to guy, really the relief for uh, the Texans offensively. Uh, due to the fact that DeAndre Hopkins has been double-teamed and has been forced to ball by uh, his quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Going over to the other side, the receiving game, uh, the Giants. You know, we had old, Odell Beckham was in the house. Odell Beckham Jr. was in the house with the Giants. And uh, he had re- nine receptions for 109 yards, zero touchdowns. But, uh, you know, they had a good balance, in my opinion, the Giants. Uh, offensively, they had a really good game plan that they executed with Shaquan Barkley running the ball. Final receivers. You had Odell Beckham Jr. You had Shepard. He finished up with six receptions, 80 yards, uh, one touchdown. You had Ellison as well. He contributed um, for the for the New York Giants receiving core. So uh, again, it came down to execution. It came down to game game plan and scheming. And, and it seemed like the Giants did a better job than the Texans, even though the Texans were home. And you thought that I thought now that the Texans was going to rally around their home fans and find a way to squeeze out this victory and get their first victory for the 2018 season. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. Uh, and they back to the drawing board. I mean, now, you're talking about a must-game. This this Sunday's game against Indianapolis is a must-game for the Houston Texans as they go on the road and play the Indianapolis coach. I'm going to see if I can get Jermaine back here in the second segment of the show. You heard the music's time for us to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to try to get Jermaine back on the show to kind of give his, our thoughts on his thoughts on the Houston Texans as well as the Giant game and preview this weekend's game against the Colts. Next on Outside the Huddle, we Lee Mark Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to LeMontWilliamsSports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's
1: get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, LeMont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas tonight. As we talk about the Texans, we're back on the show. Jermaine is back with us. Glad to have him back on the show outside the huddle. So Jermaine, you was giving us your thoughts on the Texans and the Giants. Uh, you, you spoke about Deshaun Watson, and now I was talking to you about his ability to throw the football to his receivers. Uh, you gotta like what you see out of Wolf Fuller, even though the Texans are still on three. Man, right now uh, I, I honestly
2: don't really have, have words. You know, for the way we're playing. I mean, I. Did not expect that to be 0 and 3 and going into week four. I mean, Deshaun. I mean, I think he's. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say when you watch him. You see the the spurts, and, and we'll have a couple drives going, and you know he'll make a few awesome throws and have some series where we're moving the ball, and then he makes a an, an errant throw. I mean, I don't know if we. Were, you know, I know you heard about the uh, the guy that's maybe about an hour outside of Houston on Alaska ISD. He made a, a racial slur about. Him making his decision making, you know, not that I agree with him for saying that black quarterbacks, you know, aren't good decision makers in the pocket, but right mm-hmm. now, that's what he's showing. Like, it's his inability right now to read the defenses, you know, to make the correct throws, um, checking out of plays, whatever it's going to take. So, right now, yeah, you Deshaun, you you're going to have to, you know, look in the mirror, son, you know, because, like I you like you alluded to earlier, Lamont, you're, you know, you got the keys to the Bentley. You know, you are a professional. So we we're expecting you, and we have high hopes for this team this season. And we're thinking playoffs, and maybe making a run at the AFC championship. So, you know, he mm-hmm. he needs to just settle down. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm mean, gonna hang him to the tree right now, and you know, throw in the towel, or, you know, start thinking about this this next year's draft just yet. But we gotta get this thing turned around, and I mean, immediately.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a must game win for the Texans on the road versus the Indianapolis Colts this Sunday. Uh, do they do not want to afford to go on 4 because the following week they play the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football and and that's the battle of, uh, of the crown of, of the state of Texas. So if they lose that the game on the road and lose at home against the Cowboys that following week, then it's it's a wrap. I mean, I mean you I are you reckon, are, you going 0 in are. the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wrap, but. On the other side of the football, defensively, the Texans got You got to like what you saw to JJ Watt and in his his uh, his streak of not having a sack in the last eight games. Uh, JJ had three sacks against Eli Manning. I uh, don't know if JJ is back to the hundred percent of the defensive player of the year, JJ Watt. However, you got to like the aggressive play you've seen from JJ coming off that injury last year, earning those three sacks against the Giants. Man, I'll take eighty-five uh, percent. Uh, you know, JJ Watt.
2: I mean, it's the rest of the defense that you know that that really has to come on. I mean, a healthy J.J. Watt. I mean, he's going to command a double team. So I mean, we need Jadavian, Mer- uh, Whitney, merciless. You know, our interior D line. You know, to continue to cause havoc. You know, because right now in our secondary, we're you know we're we're struggling a little bit. You know, I, I see some holes back there, and you know, and getting that pressure. We already know a, a strong D line, a D line that can can get pressure on that quarterback, it definitely takes some of that, that stress and pressure off of your secondary. So, yeah, I mean, J.J. is back to himself. You know, we need that. We're going to need that, that leadership. So hopefully that can uh, carry over on the offensive side this upcoming
1: week. Yeah, you speaking of the secondary, Tyron Matthews is one of the guys back there playing safety now for the Texans. The Honey Badger uh, was picked up this all season on a one-year deal uh, secondary, in my opinion, looked shaky at times. does don't look as confident. They moved Kareem Jackson over to the safety position from the corner of the back spot. Uh, you got Jonathan Joseph back there. Uh, in your opinion, Jermaine, when you watch the game and you review the highlights of uh, these first three games, you know, what do you think, You know, as a former football player as well, what do you think the Texans need to do from a safe, uh, secondary standpoint to improve going on the road against the, uh, the Colts? Well, I mean,
2: it's, it's, again, it's all going to, I think, start with that, you know, that front seven. You know, so those guys mm-hmm. are getting the pressure, and those guys need to just, you know, play down the distance, you know, make sure they're, they're, they're reading their techniques. I mean, I played a little secondary, you know, in, in high school, a little bit in college. So it's down the distance, you know, what coverage we're running. I mean, do your job. It's simple as that. Now, it's easier said than done mm-hmm. I mean, when you got Odell Beckham one of the best route runners and some of the best feet that we've ever seen in the game and running runs a four three forty. So you're running backwards and mm-hmm. these guys are running forward. So they got a tough task. I mean mean every, uh, every week. I mean I, I, I really admire the the cornerbacks in the league now. You gotta be a special player. I mean 'cause you gotta think about it, Mike. These guys are some freaks of nature. You you got you know, the likes of guys of retired kind of Randy Moss and, you know, now we got Josh Gordon, the uh the A Bs you know, um, just mm-hmm. a, a slew of very skilled receivers, AJ Hopkins. So it's a it's a tall order each you know each week for these these, these uh, DBs. So um, again, front seven got to give us you know that pressure and you know help those guys give them a couple seconds so they can
1: react a little faster. Yeah, you know, throughout the first three games of the season, and and as teams continue to play Jermaine there are going to be some adjustments and there are going to be some pushback on some things that was made in the off-season. I'm talking about uh, the competition committee making those adjustments to the rough and the passer rule. And As you can see in the first three games right now in the NFL, uh, a lot of calls, subject calls, and a lot of calls that been made against defensive players, against, uh, against quarterbacks that might not have been called last year or year before last. And a lot of people are starting to say now they're not football calls. So as you watch the the Monday night game, Pittsburgh Steelers versus Tampa Bay, and um, Tampa Bay is hit with the rough-in-the-passer call. Then you saw the Green Bay versus Redskins, and, and they get called. The Green Bay get called for that questionable call, rough-in-the-passer call. Do you feel like the league is now going to uh, players-safe soft mode or defensive players hitting quarterbacks? Or do you really feel like the players can play at a high level uh, with these new adjustments that the competition committee is implementing in the off season? I
2: mean, first of all, when we, you think about it from a business standpoint, I mean, these owners, their bottom line is going to be affected. You know, ticket sales, all that, if that quarterback goes down. We know it's a quarterback-driven lead. They're the ones that account for a huge you know, a, a portion of the salary cap. So, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that I mean that they, the competition committee and the rule changes that are there is there to protect the quarterbacks. Uh, so I mean I, I understand you know that. Now, as far as it getting you know, cheap, I mean as far as soft, I heard Clay Matthews make a comp, uh, comment saying that it's, it's soft. The league's getting soft. Some of the mm-hmm. are saying it's getting soft. We just got to make some adjustments. I mean we, we're trying to clean this thing up, and we want guys to be able to have a you know a, a healthy life. And uh, you know, stable, normal life after the, life after football. So we do have to kind of mm-hmm. rethink the way that we're doing things. And those uh, players that are um, you know unprotected, receivers going across the middle, and he's not protected. What are, I forgot what they call it, as far as the guy being, um, you know, not able to protect himself. So I mean, I like mm-hmm. the changes. I mean, I have a son that that plays high school football. He's hoping to go and play college football. So as far as the weight and the head shots, we do need to tackle different. We need to lead with the shoulders. Yeah. If that guy is in the air jumping, don't launch and, and torpedo missile, you know, launch into this guy. I mean, it's dangerous. Wrap up, let's go back to the basics. Quarterback now, hey, grab him, sla- slam him down to the ground or push him down or grab him and do, do something. So it's just got to be, you know, the game is, is different now. There's, you have to adapt. And I'm all for these changes. You know, because the studies that we, that we, the things that we know now about CTE, you know, guys are committing suicide and not able to have normal lives and Parkinson's disease and all these things that come, you know, from these years of hard hits and injuries. You know, I'm all for it, It's just me personally. So, yeah, you can call it off. You guys can still play football. I mean, just be careful. You are running in no, You know, don't launch at the guy. Grab him and, and, and lay him down. I mean, that's not going to make me not want to watch football because you didn't pick him up and power drive him into the ground. I mean, it's like boxing. You know, the guy that goes in for the knockout doesn't always win. The guy that's steady and jabbing and punching, scoring points, that's the guy that wins. It's no different with football. Move chains. All right, three and out, get him off the field. You don't have to go out and kill guys. I don't want to see anybody on the stretcher. You know, what's his name for Frazier? I don't want to see that. Mm -hmm. That's not football. That's scary. So we do need to change the way that we're doing it, and it's all about in practice and just adjusting some things and tweaking
1: it. That's all. Yeah, it's just, it's just tough. It's tough when you grow up watching the sport that you love the most so much and seeing guys like the LTs of the world and uh, the Rodney Lots, uh, the guys that's known as Hall of Famers for, knocking, for the knockout punch and the knockout hits. Uh, Deacon Jones, rest in peace, he was one of those guys that, Every highlight you saw him in the late seventies, he was taking a quarterback head off. So we we become accustomed to seeing that throughout our mental, uh, you know, I, mentally when we recap on a lot of the highlights of the NFL. And and you're right, the quarterbacks are the money guys. The quarterback are the guys that the team, the owners want to keep protected and their top investments. And as we saw that this past Sunday, I mean, the quarterback was it uh, Garoppolo from the 49ers. I mean, he was scrambling and got Absolutely. to with the eye line. Yeah, he could have really just ran out of bounds when he trying to be athletic yeah, and make a down. play. <laughs> yeah, it, it was his fault. But he tore his ACL. But that's, you know, he can bang, bang. Just like that, he can tear his ACL with like a matter of a, of a hit. So. All right, Jermaine, it's time for us to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some undefeated teams here in the NFL right now. I want to get your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins as well as the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents, and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific on Voice America Sports. Beat the crowds and fill that freezer early by tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We're discussing Deer Week and handing out season tips to make your 2018 deer hunts more successful. Joining us is Lee and Tiffany Likoski of Crush with Lee and Tiffany, Mark Drury from Bow Madness and Drury's 13, and Jill Gechter with Cinch Jeans. Jim and Trav's Deer Craze is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, LeMont Williams, coming to you live from Houston. Texas tonight, Wednesday, September the twenty sixth. Joining me again on the show, good friend of mine, former college football player for Sam Houston State, as well as entrepreneur here in Houston, Jermaine Henderson. And Jermaine, we're in segment number three of the show. I want to talk about some teams that are doing really good. Matter of fact, they're undefeated right now in the NFL. First team, the Red Hot team. Matter of fact, there's their colors: There's the Kansas City Chiefs, three and zero, number one in the AFC West. They have a really phenomenal, good quarterback right now, first season, and Patrick Mahomes. What are some of the things you see in Patrick Mahomes that you like for the leading quarterback right now? He has 13 throwing touchdowns in the first three weeks of the NFL season.
2: Man, he's just you know picking up where he left off at Texas Tech. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I thought he was a system quarterback, just like a lot of the quarterbacks that have come out of uh, Texas Tech. But one thing I did know, um, and you know Keith Davis, my roommate from college, his son is a free yeah. safety over there at Texas Tech. So we got a chance to go and watch a couple of games, and we know he was up for the Heisman. Big arm, played baseball, you know, dad played in the majors. You know, But it's nothing like getting into that league and actually seeing, you know, because we've had a lot of guys that have big arms. But I think with a combination of him having a big arm, they talked about him, you know, John Gruden, did the, uh, the spotlight on him. He's, he, he projected this kid to do exactly what he's doing. So, and now with Andy Reid, his mind, and Andy Reid can now open that playbook up. You got Tyreek Hill, a.k.a. AKA Mr. I'm Faster Than You. <laughs> I mean, with those <laughs> weapons and, and Kelsey and, you know, the, uh, the hunt. I mean, he has probably the most gifted and skilled you know, skill set of guys, you know, guys with skill sets on his team besides – the um, what team is that? The uh, San Diego Chargers. I mean, not Chargers, but the mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of the team I'm thinking about? LA
1: Rams. Uh, LA Rams. LA Rams. Sorry, Mine went blank right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you good? And uh, you know, one thing I like about Mahomes is that you know he's showing the ability to be extend plays with his legs. Uh, I know you saw that highlight last week when he went one way, turned around, ran the other way, and fine. Uh, heel in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. This kid is, is, if he continues to do what he's doing and playing lifestyle football, he's on pace right now to probably throw for over 20 touchdowns, man. I mean, he's phenomenal. I just just like the ability that, I just like how Andy Reid, that's the difference between when you see Andy Reid recognize the skill set and the talent of his young quarterback, and he caters to that. And I talked about it last week about how Andy Reid is known that's the difference between Andy Reid and Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is so stubborn, in my opinion. The fact that spoon, he'll force down your throat his his offensive of, uh, of plays or his mm-hmm. scheme of things, whereas Andy Reid will say, you know what, I will put what I want to do on the back burner to adjust to the skill sets of this player to be successful. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid did it when Michael Vick came Michael Vick. out of prison and got with the Eagles, and he had Donald McNabb. He was like, you know what? Vic is totally different from McNabb. Let me go ahead and throw this playbook away, give Vic the opportunity to be successful. And we saw what Vic did. He, he revitalized Vic whole career when he played with the Eagles. So oh. now he has Mahomes. He don't, he's doing the same thing. And I don't understand why Bill O'Brien would do the same thing for Deshaun Watson and just say, hey, this kid is better doing this, this, and this. Let me draw a place for him to do that, that, that. So we all can win. And is happy. But, hey. That's why I'm on a radio show with you and Bill O'Brien is coaching in Houston Texas. Yeah, man, I agree with you, one thousand percent. One thousand percent. Yeah, man, it's just a different. It's just a different world. You know, pride is the hardest thing to swallow, especially when you're dealing with a lot of testosterone, a lot of coaches, man. They want to do it their way. And, and right now, Kansas City is undefeated for a reason, right? And they have a good quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. His skill set is no different. Uh, just a little bit different. So I'm probably a little bit more stronger than Deshaun Watson, but as far as athletic ability, raw ability, I give it to Deshaun Watson hands down. It's just a matter of him showing it every week, and and like you know, Jermaine, in this game, it's all about confidence. If you lose that confidence, then you start second guessing yourself, and before you know it, guys start coming at you and stacking you, and you just you just you just all over the place. But anyway, we go from the Kansas City Chiefs, AFC West. Uh, undefeated team down to the AFC East. Undefeated team, surprisingly, is the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins right now, is three and zero. Are you surprised at Ryan, Ryan Tannehill and the Miami Dolphins being three and zero right now in the NFL? Ryan, who man, I
2: am stunned. I mean, I'm shocked. This is definitely the 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 you know, the sleeper. This is you know major news in the NFL right now because nobody thought that the Miami Dolphins <laughs> would be where they are. You know, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, man, who's their running back? Who do they have as a receiver? They don't have any star receivers. Who is their big-name, you know, um, defensive player? So they got a bunch of g- guys over there, I, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't really follow you know, the uh, Dolphins that, that much as far as what I see on Sports Center, but I'm assuming they got a bunch of uh, guys that are coming to work with their, you know, with their hard hats and their lunch pail and is coming in and getting it done. So kudos to the uh, the head coach. You know, over there, um, what's his? I don't even know the head coach's name. You know, Gaines Adam Gaines, I think the new guy, the new guy over there. So mm-hmm. I mean, whoever he is, kudos mm-hmm. to him. You know, Dolphins fans, they have a lot to be excited about. You know, right now, but it's still a long season. So you know, we you know, they're three zero right now. You know, let's see if Tannehill could can keep this up because I'm be honest, the verdict is still out on him, and I'm not told. Yeah, I
1: just Ryan Tannehill is doing a solid job. Uh, seven. Uh, seven touchdowns right now as far as throwing the football. He's leading that team. Uh, coming back from his inconsistent uh career down in Miami. They have Drake. He's running not the rapper Drake, but Drake uh Kenya Drake. He has one rushing touchdown, thirty attempts, uh then in Kenny Skills out of Oklahoma. He's their leading receiver at nine reception yep. uh three yep. receiving touchdowns. So no namers they're winning by yep, the no namers. <laughs> Yeah, they're winning by committee right now. Uh, the Dolphins have found a way to get it done. They really dominated Oakland last week at home. Uh, I'm surprised to see that. I thought that the, I predicted that the Dolphins will win due to the fact that Oakland was making that cross country trip, and I thought Oakland would be able to uh, pull that off. But, uh, you know, the Dolphins proved me wrong. Excuse me. The Dolphins proved me wrong. And, they to stay undefeated. So you got to give credit to what credit is due right now. The Dolphins are undefeated, I'm pretty sure. Like you said, it's a long season, Jermaine, but I'm pretty sure if you're the Texans, you'll trade that season right now for the Dolphins to where they are at 0-3. So you got to give credit uh, to the to Miami Dolphins right now being undefeated. Switching gears, going over to the NFC West, Jermaine, the Los Angeles Rams is undefeated as they prepare for their game on Sunday against the uh, no, excuse me, Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings, kicking off week four. You know, the dog. I mean, the Rams, Jermaine, signed a lot of good talent this, this all season. Takeeba, right? uh, uh takeeba, uh, I, I think. Um, Definitely. then they signed Peterson, or Peters from, mm-hmm. from Kansas City, the cornerback. Uh, defensively, they were able to re sign the guys up front. Uh, the Rams, you know, they're starting to have some uh, some success here in the early in the season at three and but they have a lot of talent, man. What's some of the things that you like about the Los Angeles Rams?
2: Oh man, I mean, like you said, where do we start? I mean, they're stacked. I mean, Derek Golf yeah. is you know the front office got it right. They got their CEO quarterback. You know they were make you know, able to you know to make those you know additions. You know and again like you said in the off season the receiver that came over from the Patriots, you know the speedster and of course you, you you lock up the best running back in the league right now, you know, Todd Gurley, Mr. Gurley. I and mean, so he's a big, yeah. yeah, you know, so um yeah, they they're the team to beat right now. I mean, I, this is a short week for them and going to play against a stiff defense like the Vikings. You know, so um you know, hopefully the Vikings can you know can come back. You know, I know they're looking to redeem themselves from that you know, that loss this past week. So it should be a, an interesting one you know, this Thursday night. I'm looking forward to that game. But, yeah, the Rams are definitely looking like the uh, far, my power rank I got the Rams at number one. So, as long as, the, you know, Jared Goff mm-hmm. can continue to, you know, do what he's doing, hand that ball off and, you know, make the throws, I mean, it makes it life easy having Todd Gurley. And then we got Aaron Donaldson, you know, the best defensive player in the league and the best offensive player in the league. So, life is good if you're a Rams fan right now.
1: Yeah, boy. They got a uh, – and Sue and a uh, keep to is the guy I was thinking of earlier. He's on IR. They got Marcus Peterson at left corner. He's questionable. Uh, Aaron Donald, you know, he's the right defensive end, and you talk about Mr. Gurley. Right now he's the marquee running back, yeah, and I think he's probably the best running back in the NFL right now. Um, he's coming to his own. Uh, they just got to find, find a way to keep him healthy, keep in the football. Right now he's averaging 4.1 yards a game, a carry, and he has uh, four rushing touchdowns for so Jerry Goff. Has a nice little weapons there, Jermaine. You got Cook, and you got all these other receivers there. Uh, Robert Woods, you know, guys coming out of the back, real complimentary pieces, man. But, man, their defense is going to lead this team. It reminds me a lot of the uh, Baltimore Ravens back in the day where defense was just so stacked. Offensively, as long as they maintain the football and then fumble and, and put points on the board, their defense was going to carry them to the Super Bowl. So. Rams looking tough, man. I want to see how they're going to play Thursday night. Short week, you know. Thursday night football is always tough for the players. We finally get a chance to see it on local TV, and not exclusively on NFL Network this Thursday night. So uh, I got the Rams looking really good this season. Three and zero, man. They they might take it all. Not saying they're going to take it all away. I can't give them that right now. But if guys stay healthy, man, they're going to be in the thick of things late in the season.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You mentioned that Cooper Cup too. You know that that wideout bunch over there. So, I mean, yeah. the Rams—they are, you know, poised, you know, to make a run at the, uh, the NFC yeah. Championship. So, look out. Like you said, I'm definitely looking forward to Thursday.
1: Yeah. Real quick, Jimmy, before we take our next break and give our picks and predictions, Baker Mayfield is getting his first start this week. Uh, he came in the game late last week and got the Browns their first victory. And 300, over three hundred some days. So uh, Baker Mayfield, you think he's going to step up big this week for the Cleveland Browns? Hey, I mean, it's, hey, you go. the Consensus number
2: one pick. You know, get him in there. I mean, now these quarterbacks aren't really getting time to, you know, to develop. And if you draft him number one, and you got guys like Sam Donald. You know, he he's struggled a little bit, but he, you know, he. We want to see what we got. You know, we have a future. I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod Taylor is a backup you know yeah you know, so if you take him number 1 we need to see it and the way he came in I love this kid I've been you know uh, Mayfield since he, his days in Oklahoma yeah he had some little you know some rough spots. yet he, he shot the bird and you know he some you know some uh, some language some foul language on national television but I don't know about you man but I I want that guy as my quarterback I want that mm-hmm. that, that person that's going to bring that energy and that enthusiasm a control you know, I think he needs to control it a little bit. Playing the quarterback, you want to make sure you've got command. But, I mean, with this kid, I mean, Cleveland needs this right now. I mean, after the departure of LeBron, you know, it's, it's Baker Mayfield City now. So, you know, I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I mean, I like his energy. I like his spirit. And I think he's exactly what the Cleveland Browns organization needed. And I'm looking forward to him just showing, you know, showing that last week wasn't a fluke and that the Browns got their guy.
1: Alright, well, I I agree with you 100%, and it's time for a second. Our last break before we wrap up the show, so let's go ahead and break now. A hey, Rod, when we come back, Jermaine and I will give our NFL Week Four picks and predictions. Next, on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave Mont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. <music>
0: 1 p.m pacific to ray ellis sports right here on the voice american network and let's talk football want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience tune in to sports info um with daryl oliver He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps, on and off the field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you become a member yet? You're Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's
1: get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams. Sports Network, Sports Network coming to you live from Houston, Texas tonight, Wednesday, September the 26, 2018. And Jermaine is still on the line with me here as we enter segment number four, Jermaine. Thursday night football kicks off tomorrow night. You have the Minnesota Vikings traveling to L.A. to play the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about the Rams in the last segment, how we like their skilled players and their depth. As well as their quarterback and Jared Goff. So, who do you think will win this game, uh, starting tomorrow night between the Rams and the Vikings? Yikes! Oh
2: man, the Vikings stiff defense and Rams, you know, stiff defense. Even though they got injuries, short week. I'm taking the Vikings. I think they rebound. I think uh, the Rams it, it stops here. I think the injuries, you know, that's gonna decimate them this week. So, I'm taking the Vikings.
1: Wow. Okay. I was going to go. Opposite. I'm going to Rams. Uh, I think the Rams have enough skilled players. They're playing at home. As long as they have Jerry Goff, I think he can find a way to get it done offensively. Defense, they have too many skilled players. Even though Akeem Talib is on put on IR, he's not going to play. And you have Marcus Peters. He's questionable. The Rams have enough good guys up front from Sue as well as Donald. I think the Rams will win this game at home. Kicking off Thursday night football in the week four in the NFL. Moving to Sunday, Jermaine, you have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Atlanta. Who do you think will win that game and why? Oh, man, uh,
2: the Falcons need this win. And the, the Bengals, they they're, they do exactly what they do every year. And, you know, they, they start off, they have a decent season, they get to the playoffs, and, yeah, one and done, playoffs. But I think the Falcons need to win this game. I think Matty Ryan and, you know, those guys, you know, they had hopes of being back in the Super Bowl. So they're at home this week, so uh, I'm picking the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I agree with you as well. The Falcons definitely need this victory after losing on the road. We're losing last week to the uh, New Orleans Saints at home. I got the, uh, the Falcons trying a way to really bounce back here against the Bengals, and you know Marvin Lewis, uh, he's in a hot seat. He's on the hot seat this year. Uh, I mean, we say that every year about Marvin Lewis, but I think the Falcons will win this one at home against the Bengals. All right, Jermaine, Detroit, not really upset because it's the NFL, but I guess you can say upset the New England Patriots uh, last week, and they're going on the road to play the Dallas Cowboys and uh, Arlington at the AT&T Stadium. Who do you think will win this game and why? I
2: mean, the Falcons, I mean, not the Falcons, I'm sorry, the the Lions have not shown consistency. You know, right now the Cowboys, things are uh, in disarray. Uh Dak is definitely going to have to find a way to get this. I think it's a really even match game, so it's kind of hard to call. But I'm going to give Dak Prescott and Zeke benefit of the doubt. I think they're going to give them a heavy dose of Zeke. And the Cowboys win this game, you know, by
1: three by a field goal. Yeah, I think the Cowboys will squeeze this one out too due to the fact they're at home. Dak Prescott has played a little bit better game than he did last week against Seattle on the road. Cowboys are a tough team to play up in Arlington and Dallas. Yeah, uh, Fort Worth area, I give, I give the Cowboys the, the nod over the, the Detroit Lions. All right, Houston Texans going on the road in a place that is very hard for them to win. That's Indianapolis. They play the Colts on Sunday. You think the Texans will get their first win of the 2018 season this Sunday, Jermaine? I'm
2: picking with my heart, <laughs> and I heard that no in the background, but I am so they uh, right. diehard Texans. <laughs> I think that we're going to get it done. I think that we go one and you know one and you know, three after this week. And I think we yeah, we go on the road and we uh, not stun the Colts, but I think we, we we find a way to win this one. I think this is the week. Man, it's a busy uh, game,
1: so yeah, we got to have it. If you'd have asked me that question, same question I asked you, with, without Andrew Luck, I probably would have said the Texans and get that victory, but. I don't know, man. I don't distrust the Texans offensively right now. Uh, Bill O'Brien is not my biggest fan offensively as a core, uh, offensive coordinator and the head coach for the Texans. The coach right now, they have Andrew Luck. That's all the hope they need. Playing at home. You know, that place is going to be loud. I got the coach squeezing that game out about, about three points. No, I say ten points. They went out, went over the, over the Houston Texans. All right. Uh, uh oh. let's skip down here. Let's see. To skip down. Let's see what kind of games going on in the afternoon. We have, well, let's see. Arizona is winless right now. They play Seattle at home. You think? And um, the only reason why I'm asking is because Aroh is our producer. He's in Phoenix. You think Arizona gets their first victory, Jermaine, against the Seahawks on Sunday? I think the <laughs> Seahawks will definitely go in and
2: destroy the Cardinals. And Rosen is his first week. I mean, they you know went away with uh, from Sam. I don't even know why they even started him anyway, uh, Bradford. So, uh, but, you know, we got to see mm-hmm. what the rookie has. You know, we're going to give them a shot. They need to run the ball. You know, they got 5-0. You, know, the, the, you know, on paper, the Cardinals, you would think that they would be a lot better than what they're showing right now. So, yeah, Rosen, I think he, he makes right? it interesting, but the Seahawks, Seahawks will pull it out. Yeah,
1: uh, Seahawks, man, they're going to, you know, what. Their quarterback, man, their quarterback is, uh, you know, it seems like he's a tough individual, man, and he doesn't, he doesn't get rattled, uh, even though he can throw interceptions and, and things don't look like it's going in his favor. But, uh, Seattle Seahawks is going to lean on their quarterback and, you know, Russell Wilson is going to find a way to get it done on the road against the winless Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, Rod, man, just your Cardinals is, they're looking to be the number one draft pick as, between them and the Texans right now. So, uh, I don't think the Arizona... Are oh, you a Seahawks fan? Okay, okay. okay. I didn't know that. I just I just gave you the Cardinals because I know you're based in Phoenix. So, we're going to give you Seattle as well. <laughs> All right, going down, let's jump down to Sunday Night Football. Jermaine, Baltimore Ravens will travel and play the Pittsburgh Steelers. surprisingly, your boy, A.B., a. Uh, Antonio Brown, he missed that practice last week, looked... It was impressive, man, on Monday night football against Buccaneers. Who do you think
2: will win this game and why? Man, it's a division game, and I, I know that's a, a rival game. And, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers at home. I mean, A.B. is just a beast. I mean, he's a dog. He is the best, you know, pound for pound, the best receiver in the game right now. Let's make no mistake. So he can miss a day of practice. He'll mm-hmm. go out there and, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and give him the business. So, yeah, I think too much um, of Juju, you know, A.B., And even Connor, you know, Ben is still playing at a high level. You know, never been a big fan of Flacco. Don't trust him. I'm ready to see Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, let's go ahead and put him out of their misery. And, yeah, the Steelers will take this game. they probably beat him by, I think, 10-point victory.
1: Yeah, the Steelers have found a way to get this one done at home, Sunday night football. And Ben Roethlisberger seems like he's starting to fall, fall in the groove with Antonio Brown. And that's what, you know, a lot of people say Antonio Brown's a diva because he's complaining, missing practice. But that comes with the territory of being the number one receiver in the NFL, being the number one receiver on your team. It comes with that territory. You have to have that demand and and responsibility, or not really responsibility, that demand and that confidence, that swagger that you need. Uh, We saw it in Terrell Owens. We saw it in Michael Irvin. And it's no different than Antonio Brown right now. Uh, Before we wrap up the show, Jermaine, Kansas City, Monday night, goes against Denver Broncos. Who do you think will win this game and why? Oh, man, that's going to be a good one. That's what I'm looking uh, f- uh, forward
2: to the most. I think the Chiefs, I mean, I think they keep it going. I mean, they're, they're going to be up against a yeah. tough, hard-nosed Broncos defense, but, you know, Mahomes he hasn't seen any uh, defensive ends like he's going to see this week. So that will change up. His thought process will have to speed up. But I think they keep it going, you know, on the road. That offense is just too high-powered.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely see how it plays out for the Chiefs on the road against the Broncos, a hostile environment, another divisional game for the Kansas City Chiefs against the Broncos. Broncos will bring that pressure. You know your boy over there on the defensive end is going to bring it, uh, Vaughn Miller, for the uh, Denver Broncos. So we'll see how it plays out. But it's time for us to wrap up the show. Jermaine, I want to thank you for coming to the show outside the huddle tonight, and you're always welcome back anytime. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And I want to thank all the listeners out there for listening outside the huddle tonight. Until we talk next Wednesday, you guys have a blessed weekend.
0: Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.